When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan puts its 5-0 record on the line with a second straight road trip. This one to Bloomington. We tell you everything you need to know in advance of Michigan's game at Indiana. Coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Hey, Aaron, good to be talking with you here uh, Thursday morning, October 6th. Let's start with kind of an update on the Michigan roster injuries and whatnot. I want to actually ask you something that I that I kind of put in our chat and then forgot to ask the last couple of times I've seen you in person, which is, I guess Harbaugh kind of referenced that he's truly like done talking about injuries on his radio show. What was, what was the deal with that? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's always... He's been everywhere this year with with regards to injuries. Usually, he doesn't talk about them. Typically, with Jim, he will acknowledge them when they're season-ending injuries to let people know that they're out and they're not coming back. But if it's anything short-term, he he historically doesn't say much. His his common uh, phrase is they're working through something, which always signals it's an injury. But oddly enough, this year at least, he began the year talking about injuries. He acknowledged Carson Barnard's sprained ankle. Um, you know, and he, he mentioned some other Kai Green. He said there was a soft tissue injury, but the last couple of weeks he's kind of gone dark. And I, I think part of it is because the list is growing. Uh, you know, Michigan was dealing with injuries a couple of weeks ago. Donovan Edwards, who sat out, Eric all popped up. Um, and then things have kind of gotten a little bit worse this week. Um, uh, we learned that a special team star Caden Kolasar, who was also a safety, doesn't play much in the backfield, but he's primarily on special teams. He is out for the year with a 20 ACL. I've confirmed. And then Michigan's uh, long snapper, who obviously his name kind of goes unnoticed just because you don't see him or hear him much, but uh, he is out uh, for the year as well, I'm told. So Michigan is down two key special teams players. Obviously, they'll be able to fill them. Caden's kind of more of a guy who runs down on special teams and, and the like, so they can obviously fill that with another body. But nonetheless, I think it's a blow just more for the, the psyche and everything else. Long snapper is a little bit different. I mean, that job isn't easy. I mean, right. it's a repetitive thing. You've got to be perfect with it. It's more of an, you know, you need experience doing it. So Michigan will we'll fill it with someone. I don't know who, um, but nonetheless, I mean, it, it certainly, you know, could be a blow for their their punting game. Right. Not knocking Colasar, but, you know, you get a guy who's athletic and, and has that will and, you know, you can maybe make it happen. But the, the long snapping is, a, you know, it's a skill. It's a true skill that, um, you know, they have others on the roster, but something something to watch for that you normally are not watching for on Saturday. But Donovan Edwards, you know, he came back last game and that was a lot of the talk this week just because, you know, in addition to Jim Harbaugh, we were able to speak to Blake Corum and then running backs coach Mike Hart, you know, just about 
kind of the the combo of those two. It's not. It's definitely not like a thunder lightning situation. It's just two guys that are both really good, and it's kind of the more <laughs> the, the the more talent you can have on the field, or you know, be able to cycle through and not not put thirty carries on, uh, you know, Corm's shoulders is is a good thing for Michigan. Yeah, it's more like sparkle and lightning, right? Like Corm can be that thunder guy, I guess, occasionally, but I don't think ideally they want him to be that be that way. I mean, we saw last year with with the injury and the like, you know, they are, they do have, they have been using a mortar between the tackles, but the carry load is building up. And at some point that will take a toll. Um, so we'll, we'll see that they did get Donovan back last week. As you noted, uh, Mike Hart did say this week that he, he knows that he needs to get Donovan more carries, I think to kind of um, carry that load and help Donovan help Blake out. Um, so I, I suspect you're going to see that in the next couple of weeks. Um, they've been using Blake a ton. Blake says he's fine doing it. And obviously you're not going to say no, um, but we all know the type of impact and the type of um, contact running backs take, and, and eventually that builds up, and that can that can certainly wear running back down. And then you know this this Indiana team is is interesting. They're uh, they're three and two right now. Um, you know they're coming off a, uh, a a loss to Nebraska. You know Nebraska's first law first win. Um, you know in the Big Ten and and against any FBS team in in a year uh, calendar year, but. Um, you know, that, that was kind of almost to be expected going, going in there is like, it was time for Nebraska to finally break through. They lost to Cincinnati 45, 24 the week before that. So three, three wins to start the year. And now two losses. They, they did sneak past Illinois at home um, and then beat Idaho and, and Western Kentucky. Uh, the Western Kentucky game went to overtime. They've kind of got, they kind of got a little lucky through their three and all start. Like they were, they were clearly the metrics were showing they were a little, maybe better than their record indicated. Now they've come back down to earth against uh, better teams. Uh, let's see. If we go back two weeks, we talked about how Maryland's offense would finally be a, a test for Michigan's defense, and then last week, how you know the Iowa defense would be a test for Michigan's offense. Where does Indiana kind of fall? How how are they going to be? I guess uniquely stress Michigan. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers, they're best in the passing game offensively. They do mm-hmm. like to throw the ball. They're, they're, they got a transfer quarterback from Missouri, Connor Bazelak. Uh, he, he's only completed 53% of his passes, but he has thrown for 1,400 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, and it's something, you know, Jim Harbaugh noted on Monday in his meeting with the media that they like to throw the ball, and he's he's pretty impressed with their quarterback. Um, he has been sacked 12 times and thrown five picks. So uh, the, the passing game hasn't been necessarily prolific. But it's something Indiana has been able to, to lean on through their first five games. Um, they're, they're averaging almost 280 yards throwing per game. That ranks 33rd in the country and fifth in the Big Ten. So, um, you know, if there's anything I think Michigan needs to worry about on Saturday, it's it's the you know it's the passing game. They're going to need to defend it. Um, it'll be in it, it, it some regards a test there. Obviously, Bayslake isn't as mobile as as Atalia Tagovailoa was. Um, so I, I think in that regard, Michigan should be fine, but Indiana will try and throw the ball. They're going to try and move the football through the air. And I think that will be, if, if, if there's anything on Saturday regards to a test, I, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, Bazelak, no, no, no quarterback in the country has thrown more than he has uh, 246 pass attempts, uh, 12 more than, than the next guy. And the thing is with, with some of these other guys behind him, they, they've just been a little more efficient because as far as passer rating, uh, no one's been worse in the Big Ten than Connor Bazelak. Uh, so, and, and there's been some. There, it's not exactly like you know the bottom half of this league has quarterbacks that are they're lighting it up. So that that's the thing. They've they've let them they've let them throw the ball quite a bit, but it just hasn't worked out. I mean, this was a guy that, as you mentioned, transferred from Missouri, and he's just seen his completion percentage kind of you know dip. But 
65% last year, 67% the year before that, um, you know, as, as a kind of regular starter. And now you know, down to, like you said, 52. So um, it's like the total yardage is there just because he's throwing so much, but just hasn't been efficient. But um, yeah, if it's anything, it's going to be this because they're certainly at least going to going to try to to move the ball through the air. Yeah, in in a way, you can kind of look at this Indiana offense as almost a poor man's Michigan. And they like to involve the, the running back in the passing game. They have a tight end. They tend to go to A.J. Barner. Um, and they've got one or two receivers, really, that kind of do all the work. Uh, Cam Campers, their leading pass catcher with 33 catches this year, 418 yards, a touchdown. So impressive numbers by by all measures. Um, but they've also, Indiana's also leaned on uh, a lot of guys. They've got five different receivers, double-digit catches, 13 different players have caught a pass this season. Um, so they're, they're kind of using every weapon that they can uh, to try and stretch the field and move the football because, you know, maybe we'll talk about this in a second, but Indiana's defense is not really good. If you look at every metric on the book, they're near 100th nationally. They're near the bottom of the Big Ten in every category, giving up 30-plus points per game. More than 420 yards total total offense. Um, I suspect Michigan is going to be able to move the football with, with, at, at relative ease and without you know much issue uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean let let's get right into that. My my guess is that Indiana will will try to sell out to stop the run. I mean I think you almost like you have to unless you're unless you're you know elite. You you kind of have to against this Michigan team with what Corum and you know Edwards and, and McCarthy can bring in this offensive line. It, I, my guess is that's what they'll do because they're, they're they're soft there. If they don't, they're gonna gonna get gashed. Now they're passing defense. Also, they're giving up the most yards per game in the Big Ten. But I think it's almost like McCarthy still isn't quite proven in that regard. I mean, I think there's like no it's it's weird. It's like there's no doubt he can do it, but at the same time, like really really win has he in his career? He just hasn't really had the opportunity to just let loose and, and beat a team with his arm. And I, I think Indiana's gonna try to make him do it. I agree, and it's almost like a pick your poison for Indiana. Like mm-hmm. you let you let them beat you through the air or through on the ground, and I think through the air, like you said, Michigan's in, in a way a bit unproven. Still, we've seen McCarthy show flashes. We've seen him miss on some deep balls. We've seen him fumble the football, dropping back. So I, I think if you're Indiana, you kind of leverage your bets on, on the passing game and make Michigan throw the ball and make them beat you through the air. Now they they may and they probably will. Um, but I think Michigan's more prone to making mistakes when you're throwing the football. So, yeah, you're right. I think if you're Indiana, that's the way you go. Um, you know, fill, stack the box, fill the box, and, and obviously, um, you know, stop try and stop Blake Corman, Dominic Edwards, and then make them beat you over the top. Um, I suspect they probably will. This may be very much a coming out game for J.J. McCarthy. It would not surprise me if he throws for 253 yards on Saturday, and we talk about it being his, his most prolific throwing game, you know, passing game of, of his career. Um, but yeah, if you're Indiana, you gotta you gotta figure out some way uh, to to you know to stop Michigan, and, and I, I think that it, it, it obviously starts on the ground. Make Blake Corum and Don Edwards work for those extra yards, and make Michigan beat you over the top. So you're saying if you play college fantasy football and you've got JJ McCarthy, maybe this is a week to start him. I would say so, yes, because it would not surprise me if Michigan comes out guns a blazing Saturday, throwing the ball almost in a way, kind of what we saw on Saturday that that first drive against Iowa, where they're cooking, they're you know they're throwing the ball, they're running the ball. Um, I, I think ideally Jim Harbaugh would want a balanced approach here, um, where they you know they yeah. throw for two fifty and run for two fifty, and they and may end up being the case. Maybe right. Indiana can't stop them on the ground either. Um, but yeah, it, it could very well be. I could ter- so certainly see a, a you know a career game, big game for McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Harbaugh, you know, he he gave uh, a lot of respect to Indiana. You know, I, I asked him, it's, sometimes I feel silly with these kind of cliche questions about, about the trap game. But, uh, 
you know, you, you could see how it could be after the big road win at Iowa and, you know, with Penn State, you know, ranked in the top 10 coming, coming to Ann Arbor next week, um, you know, how it could be that. And, and he noted how Indiana, you know, has, has played them tough in recent years. And that's not entirely wrong. I mean, the, the first few years Harbaugh was here, the games were, were pretty close, uh, 2015, 16, 17, uh, even 18. It was an 11-point game. Um, Michigan dominated him in 2019, but and and then lost the COVID year in 2020 to end the end the long winning streak against Indiana. But came back and and you know beat him pretty good last year, 29 to seven. So we'll see. Indiana usually has you know a game or two in them when they you know can pull off an upset. But um, you know on paper at least this one seems like it should go Michigan's way. Yeah, agreed. I think if there's a hierarchy of Big Ten coaches that Jim Harbaugh respects. I think Kirk Ferentz is near the top and, and Tom Allen is as well. Yeah. He always has a lot of great things to say about Tom Allen and this the the program they've established there in, in Bloomington. Tom's in his sixth full season now, um, 29-34 overall. He had a couple of good years during the kind of the COVID years and, and they were able to obviously, you know, win some games there. But yeah, I, this 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 Indiana team isn't what they were a couple of years ago. And you're right. They do tend to play Michigan close, and that has me hesitant about you know about predicting a Michigan blowout here. Five of the last six trips to Bloomington have been decided within seven points and or and or an Indiana win. So the Hoosiers tend to play this Michigan team close, at least at their house. Um, I don't think it'll be that close on Saturday, but I'm, at the same token, I don't think Michigan runs away with this one either. You know, I saw that 22-point spread earlier this week. thought it was a tad high. Um, maybe they're shading toward, away from Michigan because they're probably expecting a lot of action on Michigan this Saturday. But um, I, I think this will be a relatively close first half. Michigan probably separates himself in the second, but I'm not expecting a blowout on Saturday, just given the fact that, you know, Indiana's going to come ready to play. I mean, they're coming off two straight losses. And it's important to note, too, yes, they are three and two, and all three of their their their, uh, their wins were at home in Bloomington. So they're familiar playing there. They're comfortable mm-hmm. playing there. Uh, all three of those wins are rel- were relatively close games. They beat Idaho by 13, but as you noted, overtime against Western Kentucky, and they beat Illinois by three. And that, in, you know, looking back on it, the Illinois win right now is looking pretty good. Illinois is yeah. playing good football. Um, so maybe this Indiana team isn't as bad as we think. But again, when you look back at the numbers on both sides of the ball, they're, they're really struggling. So um, I, I think Michigan just has too much talent. I, I think just from an offensive standpoint, they have too many weapons where I, I think they're going to end up winning this game probably by two or three scores. It will be a noon game on Fox, uh, but you probably already knew that because it, it's been now this will be the third game in a row and next week will be the same thing noon on fox uh big noon michigan is what it's become which is it's pretty uh i don't know i find it almost comical that it just keeps happening uh it'll be interesting to see if they keep sending the the show to the to you know if they've come here to ann arbor and all that i mean it's one thing to have that as your game but to keep you know having your your trip you know around a, a michigan game is also just kind of interesting yeah, I think it was our colleague Austin Meek of the Athletic jokingly tweeted earlier this week. Maybe they'll let Joel Klatt begin to begin to call plays after his criticism of the the the, the pat or the uh, the offensive game planning. But yeah, nonetheless, it's been you know it's been Fox every week. Uh, that may change against Michigan State. You know, the early talk is that might be at home at night. Um, obviously, nothing's been decided yet. But if that's the case, it'll probably end up being on ESPN or ABC. But yeah, it's been fo- a lot of Fox the last few weeks. Um, I'm sure Ben Meyer has been thrilled. Uh, all joking aside, I mean, right now, we all know Michigan's a big ratings getter. Any chance Michigan or if any chance Fox has to, to broadcast a Michigan game, they'll take it. Um, and surprisingly enough, if you go back historically the last few years, uh, Michigan, Indiana 
rate from a ratings perspective tends to do relatively well. Indiana's a relatively big school. They do have a decent size alumni base. And we all know what the, the, the viewership Michigan draws. So it's obviously it makes the right, it's, it's the right move from Fox. Um, you know, it, Mich- Michigan is a popular team and they're even more popular when they're, when they're winning football games. And right now Michigan's doing just that. Well, we'll have continued coverage leading up to the game on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Aaron will be in Bloomington for the game. Uh, so look out for, for coverage there. Thank you for listening.